Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. Welcome back to the show. I'm James Hamilton, and this week we are joined with a special guest. Scott Angus. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you for uh, stepping in at such short notice. Thanks for having me. We are a man down this week. Good old Trav. Uh, I don't know. I think the wedding took it out of him. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know if he lost his voice or just was pushed to the max with family, but this week he said... Uh, Must have had a good DJ. Yeah, he was tapping out. He was tapping out this week. He said he'd see everybody next week. He was sorry he couldn't make it. But uh, in his absence, we were able to pull a fellow podcaster in Mr. Angus. Uh, maybe like a a, a, a a wannabe podcaster. Well, you've been setting up your shows. Right, right. Not an easy thing to do. Beta. Beta podcaster. So this will be the first show that you have right. go live across the, the wavelengths. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, it's an interesting process. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that keeping fans, fan reaction, things you say, you don't realize. Uh, like last week, Travis used the term retarded rel- relatively freely, right? Some yeah. people aren't into that, right? Kind of, kind of were like, "What? What's up with that?" Uh, well, I would feel like podcasters would normally people who would listen to podcasts wouldn't wouldn't be too sensitive to it, but. Right, because that's the whole beauty of podcasting is you can be a little less PC about right. how you speak. But that doesn't mean that there aren't... Yeah, there's always going to be those those people. Right. I mean, we know Travis doesn't dislike special needs or challenged <laughs> people. And he's not, that's not who he's talking about. Right, right. You know, he was talking about a super senior that didn't want to do their studies last week. Anyway, he's not with us this week. Um, what uh, What would you say is the general... I don't know, your feeling towards the summer movie lineup. Well, what do we got this week? We got... We've got Independence Day 4 this week. Independence Day 2, right? 2. Is it 2 or 4? No, it's 2. I thought they had a couple of shitty ones in between. No, no, you would think. You know, like Iron Eagle went Iron Eagle and then we went up to 7. We didn't do that with Independence Day. This is truly like the second one. I think on Netflix I saw Jarhead 3. I didn't even know there was a Jarhead 2. Exactly. Yeah. So we're not doing that with Our Independence Kindergarten Day. Kindergarten Cop 2 just came out with uh, Dolph Rung- Lundgren. Oh, nice. So yeah. just, just a scotch after what two, a decade and a half, we <laughs> right, decided right. to pull off the sequel. That was probably like 20 years ago, man. That was direct-to-video, though, right? Yeah, it was, I think it was Netflix. <laughs> Direct-to-streaming. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw it at Best Buy, actually, recently. So that's coming out this week. And, and I bring it up because I was uh, I was kind of thumbing through some things today, and I saw that one of the members of Blink-182 is leaving the band to oh, follow right. I think Aliens. You, I think you sent that on mass text about uh, that. No, not mass text, just the family, because Dad's writing a book about you know mm-hmm. extraterrestrial life and, and how incredible it is and Which, all the things we're not told. Is that the book called A Gentle Coming? 
No. Or is that his, oh, that's his erotic endeavors. I'm sorry. That is not an erotic endeavor. It's his research that he has to do. It no, keeps telling no, us no. About. That was a book, a script he wrote in 1972 about an older guy and a younger girl hooking up. But it, oh. wasn't, it wasn't porno or anything. It's just a poor title. Mm, well. I, even then, I feel like you name something at Gentle Coming. <laughs> it's real vibey, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. It's It's good stuff, though. It's bordering on pretty gross. Yeah. Well, when it's your dad, it will be, but other people might love it. But my dad was like 31 when he wrote it, younger than you are today. Oh, really? Really. That key, that's a key piece of information. <laughs> yeah, he didn't write that recently, dude. That was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah, the, the dude's name... Onslaught. That's the one he's working on, right? With the... No, he just no. released uh, Presidential Prey. Oh, it's which is renamed. Um, okay. it's in the editing cycle. No, it was Presidential Prey. Then he went back to the name working title of Onslaught, and he has since decided to go back to the original title, Presidential Prey. Hmm. And he'll be releasing that, I think, uh, sometime this fall. But this cat's name's Todd DeLong from mm-hmm. Blink One Eighty Two, and he has apparently decided to leave the band permanently, and he has set up a new company called Secret Machines. And what a, does that company do? A company that will educate people about the threat of extraterrestrials through books, documentaries, and music from his band, Angels and Airwaves. So what that makes me think about is uh, Dave Chappelle. Have you seen that? Dave what, Chappelle? The what? Dave Chappelle show? I have, yeah. yeah. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, man. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> he believes that we're not only visited. He doesn't even refer to them as aliens. He believes that aliens is a term... Uh, the government is that derogatory now? We yeah, can't even, it's, we can't even call aliens aliens now. Nope, nope. It's a pop culture term thrown out by the government, who spent lots of time and money negative to propaganda. make it a negative thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like yeah. marijuana is a, a racist term because it's a, a Mexican slang word. <laughs> but I bring it up because you know, Pops is now writing this book about. He's basically written a book about all the evidence that he can. He can find from, you know, credible sources, less credible sources. (laughs) Exactly. YouTube. Any place he could dig this stuff up from. And so I kind of saw this pop up and I was having, you know, I was having lunch with him. And he and I, we don't, we don't see eye to eye on uh, the whole alien thing. Are you a big believer? I will. Probably not to the extent that he is or he thinks they've infiltrated our government and <laughs> live under the earth <laughs> no, in, no, no, in no. train tunnels. He's not, uh, what does that cats do with Dianetics where there's aliens that live near the center of the earth? Is it L. Ron Hubbard? Is that the more, uh, no, the science, Scientologist? Yeah. Yeah. No, they believe they were here. They came here millions of years ago and their souls or whatever. Did you live take the on test? What do they call that when you go in and you take the fucking weirdo test? <sighs> Yeah, I have no idea, but we better be careful because if you're no, afraid of the fuck them, <laughs> they'll come fuck after em. us. <laughs> or you go in and get the uh, you know you get hooked you're, up to the electrodes so that they yeah. can read your. Uh, they've got some fucking bullshit term for it where you're hooked yeah. up to like a, a bobbing needle and they're checking your energy or whatever. Yeah, it's a bunch of BS. Basically. That's bullshit. He writes science fiction fiction books for Christ's sakes. Right, and then all of a sudden he was a he was an institution all onto his own. He must not want to pay taxes one day. Built this empire. And he has. I've heard they they just in property they own billions. They have a cash reserve that just choke a horse. 
I think for Scientologists. Don't they have like a cruise ship that just sails the seas? Brilliant. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking brilliant. Anyway, no, dad is not L. Ron Hubbard. He is writing a book. Now, granted, when he writes books, he's a creative. So he gets way, way into it where he can't go to the grocery store without asking someone if they, you know, have you ever seen an alien? Kind of embarrassing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but people, you'd be surprised how many people are like, yeah, I've seen something. And half the time when I'm standing next to him, I'm thinking to myself, you two are the craziest fucking people I've ever seen. But haven't you said you've felt this way in the past about your dad and what he's been telling you has always come true? Yep. Within 10 years or so. Yep. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it was something that would happen politically, something that would happen in sports. Something that would happen to a celebrity, uh, even um, you know the way we'll do things in the future. He's been pretty accurate in terms of like how long this would stick along, stick around, how long that'll stick around. Crazy. See right there, that's kind of scary because <laughs> some of the stuff he's told me is kind of frightening. <laughs> well, yeah, because he believes that since Roswell, we've been in communication with them to some degree. Didn't he, like, say it was, like, a, a joint effort between our government and theirs to do experiments on each other? Well, what he said was he had run into people that had some pretty fancy titles in our government mm-hmm. and had interviews from them where they're either having just recently left the government or were about to leave the government or about to retire or were about to pass away where people were like, I can't keep these secrets anymore. And they just spill their guts. It's kind of scary, right? Uh, Buzz Aldrin, for instance. Yeah, I think some of the astronauts have come out and said they've seen things up there that were unexplainable. Unexplainable. And then there was like radio stations they were picking up that weren't from this world. Things buzzing around their crafts. Right. Um, Structures that they saw on the moon. moon, Yeah. Just crazy shit. And now, when I hear these things, I immediately think tabloid. Right. Oh, Just for sure. Complete horse shit. Yep. And so one of the reasons I was asking what you thought about the summer movie schedule is my, my pops is just jacked to see Independence Day 4. Or 2, excuse me. I don't know why I want to say 4. I think it's because they say ID 4 in the in the preview all the time. Yeah, the first one, yeah. Right. Um, well, and... He's actually not. Scott and I are related. Scott married my sister Alex, mm-hmm. and so technically, his his pop too. Yeah. So on many occasion we are forced to listen to or watch movies, shows, snippets, YouTube videos of aliens because pops is so into it. Even the Danif is pissed. You can probably hear her <laughs> barking about it. She's sick of hearing it too. I, I just love coming over. To your to your your parents' house, in the middle of like a family event, and there'd be like some monster show on or some creepy alien show. Yep, it's like you're killing the vibe, man. Ancient aliens, yeah. Ancient aliens is yep. awesome. Perfect. Your dad would be perfect on that show. He'd fit right in with all those people. <laughs> he wants me to take him to that convention in October. That where is it? At? UFO convention in Arizona. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. Where they have all of the, like, it's where everyone who, it's a SETI convention. Mm-hmm. And they have people come in and hold special talks, and there's 
Is that the one where, like, every year they're like, oh, the president's going to show up and drop a bombshell? And, of course, he never shows. They have an open invitation to the president yeah. of the United States <laughs> to release the information. That's, that's, a, that's a place Trump would probably end up going. <laughs> so you're saying this might be the year to go. Right, right. Now, you didn't really clearly answer that. Do you believe in aliens? Do I? Yeah, for sure. There's got to be. I mean, there's so many possibilities. You're right. That, that was ambiguous. Let me let me reword that. Since there's more galaxies than gra- grains right. of sand on the Earth, which just is so massive, I can't even wrap my head around it. Um, do you believe that we're being actively visited by aliens? Oh, for sure. For sure. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Get the fuck you got to look at our trajectory and technology from World War II on. Just insane. You know Meaning what I mean? What? Like, we've advanced so far in such a little time. It's you kind re- of insane. You, re- you realize, unlike your other podcasts, people will hear this one. <laughs> That's fine, man. you got to look at it. Got to look at the fact that we're we went from no longer banging sticks we went and stones. From, yeah, we went from propellers to jet propulsion within to the moon within, you know, not that long of each other. Like, it shouldn't happen that quick, and it did. What seems more likely, a crazy worldwide race through war and conflict that pushed us beyond the point, or that aliens have come down and shared their technology and all the further it got us was like a rock a few a few days away? Not even, it's hours away, right? I don't know, man. There's just so much out there where you're just like, eh, maybe. You never know. I mean, no, 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 no. In this instance, you said you know. Yes, we are being visited. That's what you oh, just yeah, said. Oh, yeah, for sure. <sighs> <laughs> so the rest of you know that was Scott that said that. <laughs> I do not believe we're being actively visited. I think we have been, yeah. So you think that thing in Arizona was real, like a big ship just parked over the town? What would you think it was? They they pretty much debunked it. What did they say? They said it was. <laughs> what are they? What would? What is it? They're like they're typical, you know, nothing to see here, folks. A few weather balloons that. Happened to be hovering over a city. It was a hoax. In a pattern. It was a hoax that all these people saw. It was a hoax with some Christmas lights. Yeah, okay. Okay. It was a hoax. (laughs) There's been, like, documented, like, uh, like, government, like, military intervention. Documented by who? Chasing down these these unidentified flying objects. You know, we've got all this amazing technology, all these great cameras. We catch bridges falling. We catch asteroids smashing through cities. But fucking aliens we can't seem to get a clear photo of. Must be their amazing technology. You, You got a point there. I'll give you that. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. All those people in Arizona, the best thing we could get was three lights. We couldn't well, get any night. So we don't have night vision? No night vision? I could turn night vision on my phone, my iPhone. Yeah. I think well, it's a it free would, app. It wouldn't even be that great, though. You It'd be think. better than what we had, which was like 17 lights. <laughs> right? <laughs> you got a point. What? Like Bigfoot. How long do we search for Bigfoot well, before Bigfoot. it's like, what yeah, the fuck is going That's on? That's one of those things like Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot. Like, come on. Those don't exist. We know they don't. You're flipping through like Nat Geo and you see, you know, that they're searching for the Yeti. And (laughs) it reminds me of snipe hunting. Or the the jackalope. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's a put on. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. I feel feel like they have no respect for the viewer when they do that. When they're like, we're going to go hunting for Bigfoot. It's big industry. A lot of people. A lot of people love it. (laughs) You ignore that dog. 
<laughs> she will bite, claw, scratch, yeah, she's moan. Kinda, she's she's kinda a mean. Little, she's a little shit. She'll, she'll, yeah. her, her claws are sharp and she like touches and paws at everything. Yeah. Don't let her interrupt. You're crazy right now. <laughs> Talk your, your belief of the... Now, does my sister share the secret shame of yours? Does she think we're being visited too? I don't know. I've never really asked her that. She probably at some point. So all the times you leave the folks' house after dad has been like... You're all crazy. I, you know, not before I die, but before you die. Yeah. <laughs> you will shake hands with an alien, and I fear that it will be under the worst of terms. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, he'd be like, I remember one day I was driving your dad home, and he looks up. He's like, just think, soon, very soon, we're going to look up and see spaceships coming. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Those came out of nowhere. He believes that wholeheartedly. Yep, yep. And he believes in ball lightning. What the, what's a ball lightning? It's an anomaly, an electronic charge. He said one shot down a plane he was in one time. I think he was passing out maybe. <laughs> and whenever I'm, you know, very critical of his beliefs or things he's seen, he's always so mad at me. Like, how can you not believe me? <laughs> Spontaneous combustion, he believes in that. Nah, no. No. <laughs> Nothing since the 20s. Nobody's just melted down on fire anytime recently. Right, right. Just well-planned, unexplained forensic problems. Well, right. just her feet are left, Hal. She must have burned from within. Right, right, yeah. Someone just got mad at their wife and burned her. Yeah, that was the worst case of heartburn we've ever seen, folks. Right. <laughs> All that's left are her shoes in this pile of ashes. Well, he said he didn't light her on fire, so. No, of course not. It's her husband. Right. Do you believe in... Vampires, Scott? No. 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 Mummies or zombies? Um, neither. I mean, zombies is probably out of all that the most the most uh, real thing that could happen. Just the most plausible thing is plausible the dead coming be. alive. Well, not the dead coming alive, but people getting viruses where they just turn into crazy people. That is the sick, though. That is not a virus. That is not a well, zombie. Well, I mean, that would be the more plausible Dead aren't going to come alive. Whenever I'm sick, I can barely get out of bed and sometimes whine like a bitch. Right. But there are some like disease. There's are, there are some where people go crazy, you know. Bath salts. Yeah. Yeah. There, Angel that dust. Was, that was kind of crazy. So drug-induced craziness. Yeah. Not not mm-hmm. like we bury Uncle John and, yeah, and two hours comes later out, he's coming brains, after yeah. you for brains. You don't yeah. believe in that? No. All right. Mm-hmm. So the alien thing, though, that's within reach. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Is there a secret world council that runs everything? I don't know. What do you think? I think I think there's something behind that. So when you watch Game of Thrones and you hear the Iron Bank, you think immediately World Bank, and you think that they control they control the planet. Well, money does make the world go. Yeah, around. I mean they do set they can, loans internationally, yeah, country exactly. by country. Exactly. And they do seem to uh, get out of a lot of things that most people would never get out of. I would say that I believe more in the World Bank conspiracy than I do in the alien conspiracy. Well, yeah, that's a more it's more plausible. I mean, did Roswell happen or was it a weather balloon? It, I, I mean, I, obviously something happened. There, there's too much secrecy for it not to have happened. Was it one of our government experiments during a time where we were in the Cold War, or did a flying saucer land in a field? Mm. 
Yeah, this is a real tough one, isn't it? <laughs> I would say flying saucer, but what more likely, the fuck, man? more likely, probably a Russian, a Russian uh, spy plane of some sort crashed in our area. More years than not, you feel like voting is a waste of your time, but we suddenly believe that it's more plausible <laughs> this, this flying saucer crashed. I. Uh, well, I mean, think how many years have passed. Why wouldn't you just release it if it was something from a Cold War experiment? They said they have released it a million times. There were no dead alien bodies. Do you think New Mexico just had a tourism problem? They're like, definitely. <laughs> definitely <laughs> fucking aliens landed here. We no. saw them for ourselves. <laughs> no, I, they've released information, but it, you know, there's always that, you know, there's blacked out lines. Right? Well, if you're going to release it, just release it. What's what's the deal? Prince ODs on opiates i know before any of the reports come out that it's happened now i don't know for sure but i'm 99 percent sure that he had a bad hip and that he took he overdosed on opiate medication right you know it's yeah i find that out right away no we it, was, are it storing, was some it was some uh but this is not part of your point but yeah it was some kind of a painkiller right my point is that I zeroed in on that without any government body telling me that because nobody can keep their fucking mouth shut. Right. <laughs> and we've got alien bodies hidden somewhere. And, the, you know, let's just say since the 50s, 3,000 people have seen them. Nothing's leaked. Our crack government is so organized that nothing's leaked. You know, we went to go kill Obama and we crashed a fucking secret helicopter know, at the location we how were supposed to kill no. the guy at. No, no resistance. And no we resistance. Still still fucking, and we're able to like keep this elaborate hoax of alien life and buildings right. on the moon and shit. Well, I don't know what the moon, but come on, man. That part I have no idea. Why? Why would there be buildings in the moon? Doesn't deductive reasoning? I mean, when <laughs> when you're gonna quit a multi-million-dollar band to explore alien life, doesn't someone get a hold of you and just say, hey? Oh, totally I'm- believe in aliens. <laughs> you know, I get it. But maybe we keep this concert schedule right, so right. we have some more resources yeah. to search out the right. aliens. You don't just give up your whole fucking uh, rock star career because right. you think Roswell's were real. There has to be some kind of intervention there. <laughs> like, come on. <sighs> That's sad. People amaze me. I mean, I break my ass on a daily basis to make a living, and they're just like, you know what? That fifty, sixty thousand tickets we were gonna sell, don't need it. Right. Yeah. I, I've lost my love for it. I'm gonna go alien alien hunting and you know, just spreading the word. And and then he even said he's gonna use his like sub sub band to like further spread the alien word. Really? The Danif is chewing on wood right now. Slices of wood that I use for uh photography in the wholesale company. <laughs> They're probably, I don't know. She's twelve. Gonna, by she's gonna tear 18. up your house, man. And she's just ripping at this wood. Your brand new, <laughs> everything finished house. She's gonna destroy it. Mm. Yeah, she probably is. What am I gonna do about it? There's nothing much you can do besides lock her in a closet, which wouldn't be humane. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, I'd probably just piss off somebody. Somebody. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a just, joke. She's just got to get through this teething stage. I mean, she just her mouth is on fire with itch, and she's just got to get those teeth out, and we'll go at any length to do it. Yeah, you got to get her some toys. She's got so many toys. If you throw all the ball, all the balls, toys, bones, chew toys into a box, come back five minutes later, 
She's played with all of them, ripped them all out of the box, and she's chewing on the side of your $500 wood chair. <laughs> you know, what do you have, like three three shepherds? Three German shepherds, yeah. I've had only one of them from a puppy, and he he chewed my banister to heck. He mm-hmm. chewed all my hats or shoes that were on the ground. He destroyed a lot of things and made me really upset. But now he doesn't do any of that, which is nice. He grew out of that phase. He chewed your front landing step, actually. He no, chewed- that was that was my other dog. That was my dog who I got who was already three. He just decided to chew up my carpet. Zeus, your rescue. Zeus, yeah. He's just like, ah. He just chewed the landing up. Yep. One of your dogs ruined a window because every time you guys would come home, he could like get on yep. top of the landing and look out this window, and he scratched, scratched the window up. up. Yep. Then we had the leather recliner. That got the handle on it chewed up. Who did that? That was uh, that was my other dog, Boo. I don't know why she decided to chew the whole thing off. I mean, we could go on and on about this, but your dogs have definitely that's put why you on your back heels. Yeah, that's why we've kind of that's why we had to put in all hardwood floors because they destroyed all my carpet. So you doggy proofed. Basically, yeah, you're going to have to doggy-proof. Now I'm going to have to baby-proof. Oh, yes, yes. You're about to be a father for the first time, huh? Yeah, yeah. What's that like? What is it like? What what point are you at in your pregnancy? We're 11 weeks away from from the day. Are you scared shitless? Not yet. I will be. (laughs) I've been really busy. It's hard to be scared when you're busy. Because I've heard it is the best and scariest moment of your life, having a child. That's what I'm told. Yeah, people tell me a lot of different things, like, hi, your life's over. Hi, I can't wait for you to feel this way. What does that even mean? What? Why would I you think, say that? I think when you watch a lot of other people able to just freely come and go throughout their life, and you're at home with a one-year-old, and it's tearing up everything and shitting everywhere, <laughs> and you have to be accountable for it every hour of the day, it's <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, um, me, and Val, me and Alex have talked about it. We don't want to be those. Could you stop for a second and grab that $150 thing the dog's about to chew on? <laughs> it's all right, really. Uh, we're going to interrupt the podcast for a moment because my Danif has grabbed an expensive uh, product that we sell here and has decided to start chewing it up. I have a picture that Doll sent to me, my wife, of our banister, our nice oak banister where the dog has decided to start chewing on the corner of the banister, I don't know what that costs to replace, but it looks it looks fairly pricey. And uh, she she's now taken to the fact where she wants to bite everybody she comes into contact with. So now I'm responsible for watching the dog during this podcast because my wife just got totally overwhelmed with the dog. She had to, you know, if she put the dog away, the dog would howl and cry and you know, plead bloody murder or, and then she'd take her out of the area because she couldn't stand all the crying and howling and she'd start nipping and biting and getting into shit. And (laughs) by the time 1030 came, she just handed me the dog and she's like, here, it's a monster. Yeah. I just blocked all the doors. She was not happy with me. That's good. Very smart. So uh, thank you for that, by the way. That's no we make all of our guests tend to the dog at one point in <laughs> time. So tell me, you're you're 11 weeks away. Everybody scares you with bad information. What what do you expect? I expect to get no sleep, okay. which is convenient for me because I already do not get sleep because I like to play video games. They're and amazing. Yep. 
The wife doesn't like when I do it when she's awake, so I wait till she goes to bed, and I play video games till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, so. Our mutual brother will fake bed, so he'll go to, he'll, he'll go to bed with his wife. Yep. And then when she falls asleep, he sneaks out, and then we'll play three, four hours of video games. I have to do the same. And then sneak back into bed. Yep. Man, yep. my wife is so much cooler than that. She's just like, hey, go have fun. Right. I'm going to take a little nap over here. Yeah, some nights Alex would do that. Most nights it's like, oh, I come to bed, you know, let me fall asleep first. Well, th- at this point in time, she's obviously a little. Yeah, she's very prego, and so right. everything sucks. Yeah, yeah, she goes to bed earlier now, which is nice because then I can play a little earlier and get to <laughs> sleep myself, <laughs> which is nice. But I mean, yeah, so I I. Pre- I plan on losing sleep and not being able to buy a lot of stuff for myself anymore. <laughs> uh, so why is that? Where is the expense coming day, from? Is it daycare? Daycare. It's ridiculous up here. Minnesota is probably one of the highest you know, outside of obviously California and New York. But What are we looking at? Daycare. Uh, let's see, 50 bucks a day. Minimum? Five days a week, yeah. 250 a week. What is that? That's a grand a month. Yeah. Grand a month in daycare. Just in daycare. And then the diaper situation, is that expensive? Yeah, I, I don't even think about that at this moment. So you haven't bought <laughs> diapers yet? No. Uh, probably going to have like... Why are you rubbing your head like that? The wife will have... <laughs> <laughs> the wife's going to have her baby shower and I'm going to have a diaper party. So same Are you day. expecting me to come to that? Yeah. It'd probably be nice if you showed up. Mm, could I just send diapers? Well, what we're going to do is gift cards. So you got to get... So you just send money. Yeah, you, you get the same amount as, as a box of diapers. My problem isn't interacting with you. Let's, let's just play the numbers a little bit. Let's say 30 guys show up, and we're going to hang out for five hours. Okay. Right? So uh, throughout, throughout that, let's just say I bump into you once every, in, in that hour. So I get two minutes with you an hour, maybe 10 minutes the whole time. You and I will even interact. Mm-hmm. So what I think I'll do is I'll show up 10 minutes early. I'll give you a card. We'll, <laughs> we'll bullshit for like 10 minutes. And I'll take off. Yeah. And it'll be just that. like hey, I was there the whole time. That's fine. As long as I get diapers, I'm fine. So then I'm not pseudo forced to talk to that guy that you invited to the fucking diaper party that you know and sit across from at work. And we're in some awkward situation. I have to be like sort of interested in him when I know I'll probably never see the fucking guy again. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 There'll be a lot of those guys there. But you can bring over Justin because that's great. Why? Because Justin interacting with people for the first time is probably my favorite thing ever. Well, we'll definitely shorten the party. <laughs> for those of you that don't know, <clears throat> I have a brother, Justin. I think I've mentioned him on the show a few times. And um, he is a bit of a pill because he's got some disabilities. And he's uh, socially awkward to the fact that he will, you know, if you're missing a leg, he'll walk right up to you and go, what happened to your leg? Yep. And then when you tell him what happened to your leg, he will either better the story with somebody he knows or is dating or who, in fact, has dealt with something more oppressive than your leg mm-hmm. or make fun of you for the way that you lost your leg and what a goddamn idiot you are. Right. And to everybody in, at, the pl- at the party or right. event that you're at, yeah. His way of showing affection is through ridicule and shame. Yeah. But also, most people who come, he seems like a normal person. He doesn't look if like If your IQ is under 80, yeah. Well, you know, first 
impressions, you don't think that he the is. The hunchback, he, the prominent yeah. forehead, the well, sunken eyes. He has some, you know, he does not. The 33-year-old man that talks like he's 12, none of these things are Yeah, but when you beacons. first meet him, you're not thinking this stuff. You're like, oh, he seems like a normal guy. He Never. starts talking. No. But then within five to ten minutes, you're like, something's, something's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get past the physical cues, it starts with the talking. Well, you know, you're going to be polite to somebody who who looks a little off. And then you start talking to him. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Then immediately you start to realize he has no idea what he's talking about. Something's right. going on. Right. And then someone, that's when I'll come up like, hey, I'm sorry. He's got, you know. I'm sorry. He's got fetal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> and you need to cut him a break because he'll start, he'll start an argument real fast. And you'll be like, oh, crap. I got to go put this fire out. Mm-hmm. And I think for his birthday last year, you guys let me take him to Gander Mountain to look at guns. Yes. Awesome. That was like an hour we were there. Mm-hmm. He touched every single gun. And this one guy, he bothered them you know, the entire time. And they went back and forth about guns. Justin probably didn't know a thing about half of them. Three three quarters of them. What I've noticed about... It was about, just a great interaction. That guy just seemed so uncomfortable. Yeah. What I've noticed about him is that he's drawn to things that uh, are independent, powerfully independent. Guns, knives... Uh, right. Any kind of uh, you know motor, you know, it's not just like an interest. Like there's guys that are into cars. He's into cars because cars represent the military, and, yeah, military, very masculine, very machismo type. Yeah, identifiers. He's not interested in you know, uh, but then again, he, he's a published poet. <laughs> there's that. Justin is a published. I'll poet. let you know it too. What's it called? In dreams. Yeah, the I mean, dreams. What the fuck is the name of his book? I, I, he self-published his own poetry book, which is ha- just probably 50% plagiarized, but <laughs> he published it anyway. And it's actually the poems that are his, I think are his. It's hard to say. It's hard to say which are his and which aren't. I mean, I don't want to shit on my brother, of course, but, you know, since I am mentioning that my, <laughs> my brother's a publisher, I want to put the, I want to preface it by saying he did self-publish it himself through Amazon and the assistance of one of my sisters and... It's debatable how much of that's original material. Right. It's still up there. So. He sold, I think, three books, and I bought two of them. <laughs> yeah. So good for him. Yeah. He's he's fun. He's fun. If you bring him to a party like that, it's 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 a good time. Yeah, you're not going to bait me into this. I don't, I don't want to go to it. You know, <laughs> I was talking. I had to go with my wife to a... And some of our beta listeners remember this story where I had to go to this cupcake reveal party. And uh, I had told a story about it on a podcast called 16. It was one of our beta casts, and it hasn't been released yet, but eventually you guys will hear it, where I kind of walk people through one of these events. Mm. And then it isn't a month later, and I'm at a cupcake reveal party with my sister. It's my, it's yours and Alex's right. cupcake reveal. What the fuck? Why? Why do people do it? Why did you do it? I don't know. We wanted it because we we wanted it was a you way did to it let she people wanted to do it. Yeah, it was a way to let people know we haven't told everybody yet. So so we th- we'd speak it through cupcake. Yeah, it's like at it's a party. Like, it's kind of like something that people have started doing recently. I think the whole event it really takes the pizzazz out of delivery because we just we have so many events that we're attending before the thing arrives. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that. Like you can do it one time. So your first kid, you can do all these, and then after that, you don't do it. Because there's the baby shower. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to have a diaper party. Mm-hmm. We've had a reveal party. Mm-hmm. 
there were several dinners where we were celebrating the fact that we'd reached these little plateaus. Like, right. well, we made it two weeks. Well, we made it four weeks. Mm-hmm. Over, we're at this point. Then there's all the goddamn appointments. Yep. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of appointments. And, like, what I don't get is, like, you show up to these appointments and you think it's just, oh, it's, it's a routine. And then, like, ultrasound lady will come in and she'll be like, oh, she'll just make comments. Oh, that's not there yet. Okay. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Like, it went from to being a joyous occasion of seeing an ultrasound to, like, what, the, she, what is she making these comments and she won't tell us what the hell that means? You watch her take the little cursor and she makes a big square yeah. and then poof, and takes it. Well, takes take a picture of that. We're just sitting there like, what the hell is she doing? What's wrong with the baby? Right, yeah. Oh, nothing. The, the doctor will go over these with you in a month. Yeah. I'm just like, come on. We're, <laughs> we went to this place where it was like a 40 screen. It's like a, a 40 screener where they, they do the ultrasound, but you can see like 3D images. And they put it on a big projection on the wall. It's like mm-hmm. a big room. What did that cost? Was that free or is that part of the pregnancy <sighs> package? Do they sell it in packages now? This was now? a separate. This is a separate company. It was $130, but... So it was a, like a like a photo booth for pregnant yeah, people. Like, yeah, Step on in. And see this your guy baby was in 3D. Like, first of all, he he's probably like the best ultrasound guy on the planet. He's just zooming in and out of the baby, just, just aerial views, just getting like the best shots, and he's real quick, and he's just like, yep, 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 everything's good. Oh, that's great. That's great. And he's talking to you the whole time, giving you feedback. Where this other lady's like, hmm, trying to find it. I'm not, not going to find it. And she's going slow, looking for some, like a, a kidney or something. I see one, but I'm not seeing the other one. And you're like, oh, my God, lady. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but then this guy's just, oh, all right. It's, he's like, I already knew it's a boy. It's like he found out the sex within two seconds of looking at it. And this lady can't find a fucking kidney. So you're having a boy, your first boy. Yeah. And he will be self-titled? He will receive your name? Yes, he'll be the third. All right, so what are we supposed to call him? I don't know. We were, th- we were talking about Because I call that. you Scott. Am I supposed to call it Scott? Uh, Scotty, Scooter. I call you Scotty, call you Scooter. I already call you those names. You can call him the third. I don't know. What, the third, that kind of sounds like he's missing the other two thirds. <laughs> A third. <laughs> no, the third. Uh, maybe, I don't know. We have to... We'll have to let that come naturally, I guess. You're going to have a worn, flat spot in your head if you keep doing that during stress times. You just rub your forehead. (laughs) (laughs) My scar. Now, does she have weird demands right now, my sister? Are there weirdnesses? Like, does she just suddenly need... Nothing more than usual. (laughs) No, no, like chocolate-covered pickles or... No. No, none of that. Nothing. No. All right. Moody at all? No. Maybe a little more emotional, like... She's more emotional. Like yeah. She watches a kibble commercial, and she's like, Jesus, that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. There'll be points where that happens. Where she just breaks down. She realizes it, which is great. But it's like, oh, Has she man. freaked out yet? Like, um, we're going to be responsible for this. Like, so basically, what you have here is an anchor. The child is an anchor, mm-hmm. and one of you is chained to the anchor, if not both of you, at, at all times. So when friends talk to you, like, I can't wait for you to deal with this. Yeah. You think this is what you want? <laughs> you just wait. Right, yeah. They're like, oh, you'll, you'll get it. I'm like, what do you mean I'll get it? You just won't have time to do anything. It's like, all right. I guess I'll just sit at home. I don't, 
I don't really know why you guys are mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't want to have kids, why'd you have them? Jesus. Right. I, well, some people, though, can take, you know, that person that gets a cold and they're out the whole week. Yeah. And then there's that other person that has walking pneumonia and they never take a day off. Right. Get everybody get, else sick. <laughs> I think you got to decide which personality type you're talking to who has kids. Right. Because there's the monkey that throws the kids on her back and she goes all through the jungle right. and nobody ever notices. She's just got a little luggage. Right. You know, and then there's the sea monkey that carries them all, you know, with mm-hmm. them all the time and mm-hmm. they slowly waste away until they die. Yeah. You probably are looking for somewhere in between. I feel like you guys would probably pack the baby and go live your life. Yeah, we've already talked that we're, we're not going to be those people. We're going to live our life. The baby will come along. I mean, that's what we did. So I don't understand this new age of parenting where it's like they feel like this looks like they're all hanging on by a thread you know (laughs) well i'm sure that uh it's harder and harder to make a dollar so yeah you're probably like do you want to stay home with the baby all day and then i'll go try to support us on my one or two financially is creating more of a burden i get that yeah that part of it's probably tough and then once money gets tight and you're not able to go out and have as much fun yeah. And you're stuck at home with the baby, then the relationship starts to take a few hits. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, even with the Danif, the last two nights, the wife has been more like, yeah, I know you work 12 or 13 hours today. Here, take it. Because <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> and so last night, I fell asleep with the Danif, like, with me. Mm-hmm. We slept together. And she was my all-night responsibility. And about 3 or 4 in the morning, I took the Dana, put her in her pen. I didn't give a shit if she held, and I fell asleep. But apparently it's far more, uh, oops, knocked something off there, far more intense for my wife dealing with the Dana than it is for. Does she howl when you put her in her? She picks something up from Doll. She's like, uh, I don't know if she knows that she's maybe very empathetic soul, so the dog sort of runs her a little bit. Like she sends me a video of the dog just sitting down on a walk she, and it she won't realizes get up. she's the weak one. Like I can whine and she'll let me out. Must be, because tonight we were walking around, there were no breaks. And when the Dana stopped, it was like, No, you're not stopping, we're walking. Mm-hmm. Now she makes mistakes. She doesn't quite get the potty thing yet. She's right. like, Why is this an issue? And I think that that starts to work on people after a while, you know, when you've changed your ninth dirty diaper in two hours and the baby right. won't stop throwing up and it's got the flu and you were up all night the night before, and all of a sudden the nerves start to wear, and it just it becomes a lot. There's a part of part of it's postpartum, then there's the girl trying to get her body back together because it just wrecks them after they get pregnant, mm-hmm. and on and on and on. So I was wondering while you're building up to this joyous, you know, the eleven week countdown has begun. Where are we at here emotionally? Are we we're excited, right? Yeah, for sure, excited, a little. A little overwhelmed and the stuff I have to get ready before the baby comes. But now, uh, is is my mom going to be coming and staying with you guys after the baby comes? Yeah, I think like the first week for sure. She's going to go stay at your house, right? Yeah. All right. Now, do you have more people coming to stay? Uh, my my dad is coming in town, but we're not going to. Ha- He's going to stay at your parents' house. So you have a twenty first century family. I don't know what that means. That means yours, mine, and theirs. Like your mom was divorced, so you've got a yeah. stepdad, and yeah. you've got kind of a large family. Mm-hmm. So your biological father or your step step excuse me, your biological stepdad, father, your biological father's coming to stay, mm-hmm. and he's staying at her house while she's not there. She's going to stay at your parents' house, yeah. While mom is staying at your house, 
That's weird, right? How are we going to entertain him when you got a new baby? Well, he'll come over during the day, but most of the time he'll probably be. I don't know. He wants to come up then. I told him to come up a month before. I think he's excited to come up. Yeah. He's going to be a grandfather. Yeah. It's going to be hard for you, though, because you've got to keep everybody like emotionally in check and mm-hmm. sort of because she'll, Alex will be crazy. Yeah. You know, there's weird chemicals that kick in for people when they have a baby mm-hmm. that, that make them a certain way. I don't think you can even hold her accountable. <laughs> That's true. We'll make some food and bring some things and watch you sort of delve into this. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's probably about as bad as you make your mind up to believe it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, you have a baby. Can't be too upset about that. No, it's an amazing gift. And right. over the over the next couple, you know, year, two years, you know, who knows what bag of tricks you have in store for you, but it's probably one of the most meaningful things you'll ever do, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I hear. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if you don't make it to become celebrity or change the earth, you've at least got like a second shot at it. You're like... Isn't it? Go get him, yeah, son. Your, yeah. Carry on my legacy or do what I couldn't do. Yeah. Or create one for me would be good, too. Right. Yeah. At least, at least I left something good <laughs> or I did something. Yeah. And you're going to do... Is it expensive to have a baby? Have we, have we come across the cost here? Oh, God. I think it is. <laughs> oh, God. I think it is. I don't mean like once baby's home, but is there a considerable amount of cost to have a baby? Uh... I think I have good insurance. I'm good. I'm good there. What's that mean? Where it's going to be probably like a couple grand or maybe three grand or something like that. Maybe less. So you just had to meet your deductible for the year? Yeah. And you haven't already done that? I, well, that will, get, that will meet the deductible. Wait a second. Oh, excuse me. Didn't you just have ankle surgery? Uh, that was technically last year when I had I had like December 28th. Oh, so, shit. So, yeah. There's been... Well, what about all the other stuff leading up to having a baby? Didn't that satisfy some yeah, of the copay? Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be real close. And then once we hit the copay, we're good. So, or the... Deductible. Deductible, we're good. Yeah, so I don't have a particularly high deductible. It's like 1500 bucks. So. I thought there were costs outside of your deductible to have a baby. Have you looked into this? 20%. So, yeah, this is going to be like three grand. So... So, 21000 roughly? <sighs> I don't think it's that expensive. It's less than that. Well, you said Depending it's twenty percent, right? Yeah, it's twenty percent. So three grand times five is fifteen thousand. So it's fifteen thousand. Yeah, it's probably around there, twelve to fifteen. Man, I I remember when insurance was all you needed. Like you had insurance, right? You had a kid. You went in the hospital. Like, oh, you have insurance, and you're like, yeah, and you didn't pay anything, right? Not anymore. Now insurance is like. Basically, you have to be in a life-threatening situation for it to, to be of any value to you. Right. They're like, oh, well, it's not fair for the insurance company to have to pay for your bills. Well, they have lots and lots of money. They can pay for my goddamn bills. Have they ever had a year where they weren't experiencing record profits? Right. Exactly. Such BS. Hmm. Well, always me, the insurance company. Yeah, I don't know. All these people taking advantage of their insurance. <laughs> so, you're, how old are you right now? 33. 33. And so you're having your first at 33. How many are we going for? Alex wants three. I, hey, if she wants to. <laughs> That's a lot of money in daycare. <laughs> Seven fifty. So you're at 3000 a month in daycare? Yep. At that point, you're like, oh, what, do I work? <laughs> do I just... 
are you going to be a trophy husband? That's fascinating. I'll have you on again when you're a trophy husband. <laughs> hey, if she becomes high up there in her world, mm-hmm. I'd be happy to work from home. You'd be happy to be a trophy husband? Our nephew wants to be a trophy husband. He hasn't even gotten out into the work world yet. Who? He's like, Taylor wants to be a work a trophy husband. That makes sense. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. He really doesn't totally. want to work at all. Totally. He's like, I said, what do you want to be? He's like, I, I don't want to do anything. I'm not interested in anything. I want to be a trophy husband. I thought, you know, that would have been a great thing to put in my yearbook. What do you want to do with your life? <laughs> trophy, trophy husband. Trophy husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people look back like, what the hell? So is that... So Alex basically wants to be pregnant for the next foreseeable three years. That's what she wants to do. Okay. All right. Can't stop her. Well, I could, but. Well, you, yeah, there's some control you have over this, but you're not going to. <laughs> so three kids, that's not bad. That's not bad. I, I, I think that you'll probably have a fairly good idea of what your friends are saying to you at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have triplets, but mm, that didn't work out. You mean just like one shot? That's like, what I said. Because, you know, we had we had to go through some stuff, and they're like, oh, the possibility of triplets might happen. I'm like, hell yeah. Three and done. She didn't. She didn't like that idea. No, because usually there's something wrong with one of them, and it's an issue. Yeah, well, she was more like, "I'm going to be bigger because of three. But will you be able to continue baseball with three children? Uh, maybe it's only one day a week, Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's more than that because you have to stay in shape. You can't just go out and just play one day well, a week. And be I've good. discovered to work out during work, which is really nice. I get an hour lunch. I go to work out. How do you make that even work? I, I can't. From the time it takes me to get to my desk, to my car, to the gym, I've burned up 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Another 20 minutes to get back, so you just work out for 20 minutes? 20, 25 minutes, yeah. Mm. Working out. <laughs> I don't know, man. That doesn't. I, I'd rather eat lunch. So you <laughs> skip lunch or you eat lunch at your desk after? I do a shake or, yeah, sometimes I'll bring a lunch and I'll eat at my desk after. If I'm your employer, I think that's bullshit. I gave you lunch and you're fucking sitting there after lunch eating lunch. Well... Oh, well. And your employer wants to give you a promotion. I hope so. That's the plan. If we want to have three kids, got to get a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, you know, I was seeing these Uber commercials, and I remember you Ubering for a period of time. Is that mm-hmm. a worthwhile gig? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A buddy of mine, he does it part-time. He made 4400 like two months ago. 4400 a month, just Ubering part-time. In. Even the wear and tear in your car and every I mean, how many miles do you have to put on to get 4,400? Uh, quite a bit, but I, that's all write-off, you know? You're getting that all back in taxes. So. No, you're not. You're not. Well, you're yeah, not you paying write in off. on the 4,400, but the car's going to shit. No, but you, get, you, you write off your mileage, so that goes towards your car. You can write off any repairs you have. You can, you can write off anything you've invested in your car. Mm-hmm. Car but the car is still going to shit. Your thirty thousand dollar car is still going to shit in like two years. No, it does anyway. But you put sixty thousand on your car. Now you've lost a ton of equity in it. You're losing equity in any car you buy. Much quicker when you're driving part time every True. night. True. True. But if it's if you look at it like I don't know, if you look at it the way it's 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 the way that they sold it to you when you swallowed the Uber pill, it looked good. Just in general, like you're gonna get, you're making money. So how many times? How often did you make forty four hundred? I never drove as consistent as that guy. Well, I just drove four times a month, maybe. 
I was what kind of a haul do you make it four times a month? I don't know, six hundred bucks a month, maybe seven hundred. It depends. So you were averaging one hundred and fifty a shift, probably one hundred fifty shift. Yeah, but really? it's so it's super easy for me. I like driving, and you never had any problem problem guests. So no, guests. No, no, I never. I never had any problems. I mean, I've had some loud people while they're drunk, but I've never had anybody throw up my car, act belligerent or anything. You know, so. I now got do, lucky. Do they tip Uber or there's no tip? <sighs> there's no tip, but some people do tip. Just give you cash? Yeah, yeah. Those are usually like service industry people who... Oh, hey, thanks. Here's a tip. Yeah, well, they just know. Servers always have great etiquette. Bartenders and servers generally have mm-hmm. tremendous tip I think etiquette. it's more of like they don't want to mess up their own karma, you know? <laughs> Well, they also understand that you performed a service and that we're all trying to fucking make a living here. They're, yeah. very, they're very democratic that way. It's a very liberal <laughs> world in the server-bartender world because That's what goes true. around comes around. That's true. Yep. Yep. Which is fine. I mean, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy Ubering. I still do, but I don't do it as much this year. Now, do you use Uber ever? Oh, all the time. You do? All the time. Whenever I'm out of town, Uber. You do. Or when I go out and drink, yeah, Uber. Really? It's 40, 55% cheaper. Hmm, because I know a lot of cities when you go out of town have banned Uber. Not anymore. They've grown. They've grown in almost every city now in the U.S. So you can Uber in Las Vegas. Except for like New York or something. Right, New York's a no-no. I think they have it, but it's like ridiculous restrictions. It's, to me, <laughs> it's just like you guys are bending over ass backwards for a union that doesn't like, even support their... For companies that don't even support their employees as is, I don't really get it. Like you can't pick customers up on the right side of the road ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, oh. To me, to me, Uber is, is much more profitable for the driver than is them working as a taxi company. Did you consider Lyft? Uh, actually, I was signed up for Lyft, but I, it wasn't as popular around here as mm-hmm. Uber, but it has grown. That's the guy who makes 4400. He does both. He's Does both he? on at the same time, and whichever one pops off first, he goes and picks them up, turns it off the other one until he's oh, done. That's fucking sweet. I, I I don't know. I was just curious how that was going. I was thinking about, because uh, I want to take a trip to, to to both San Francisco and to Seattle, and I was looking at an Airbnb, and I'm thinking, oh, all right, this will be cool. I'll just you know rent a room in somebody's house for the night. It'll be cool. Save a bunch of money, right? Holy shit. These people are cleaning up. Yeah. If a hotel room is 191, they can get away renting a room in their house for 191 or $200. It's not necessarily a huge savings. It might be more comfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. It all depends, yeah. How comfortable is it knocking on somebody's front door like, "Oh, I'm here to stay." Well, I'm using it in San Diego. So this is be my first time because I'm going for Comic-Con in July 18th through 24th, I think. Aren't uh, you Airbnb like an entire house though? Yeah, I looked for their you know, entire house, nobody there deal. I'm not going to stay with somebody. There was a couple, and it was like they looked a little too friendly on the pictures. And I'm not going to stay with some random dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, so we rented out a townhome. And it was oh, actually, shit. I think for there's four of us. It was like a couple of us were only going to come. A couple of us are staying from like Tuesday, Monday night till Sunday. So how long is Comic-Con, first of all? Comic-Con starts Wednesday through Sunday. 
I'm coming in Monday night to Sunday. And so I'm paying four forty five for the week. Right. So this person's gonna make about eighteen hundred bucks. Fourteen hundred, yeah. For the whole week? Mm-hmm. Fourteen hundred. Yeah, because the other guys are they're coming in Wednesday night, so they're only gonna be paying like two seventy or something. Oh, because you have the extra two nights, got it. Yeah. So if you compare that to a hotel at Comic Con, it was like three ninety nine a night. Just well, San Diego's San Diego's already an expensive city, isn't it? Yeah, and then like they jack up the price for Comic Con. So, yeah, when I was in Notre Dame a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Well, hey, this was not that bad of a trip. I'll come back for the football game, right?" And I'm at a Hampton Inn. Mm-hmm. They're you know they're like a nice Holiday Inn. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. And so I got a room there for a hundred and nine dollars on a. This was a Saturday night mm-hmm. in the summertime. Usually a more expensive night. On a football weekend in Notre Dame, they're $500 a night, and you have to do a minimum of two nights. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. So $1,000 just in hotel. Then the, the tickets of the game, so two tickets. Now you're at $1,600 without parking or food to see a game. That's insane. <laughs> that's a t- and that's not great seats. That's just average seats. That's insane, yeah. That sucks. So I could basically go do Comic-Con for an entire week. Yeah. With and, and I'd have a nice Comic-Con, right? Yeah. Like, I'd take $1,600. I'd have a great time. Yeah. For a week. Yeah, because... And the, I can go to Notre Dame for one day for one three-hour game for four times the cost. Right. It's... Unbelievable. Yeah, but the problem with Comic-Con is hard to get tickets. Like, Notre Dame, you could probably find tickets anywhere. For Comic-Con, it's, it's a lottery process, so it's like... The luck of the draw. I mean, you haven't got any yet, so no, I've tried three yeah. years. And well, actually, the very first year I wanted to go to Comic Con, it was before you and my sister were together, mm-hmm. and it actually wasn't that hard to get tickets back then. Yeah, no. But then uh, you know, I got busy and whatever, and then you started going. I'm like, first year you went, I'm like, oh, well, we'll see how he likes it, and if he likes it, maybe I'll go the next year. So for the last two years, I've sat in queue to get tickets and never, never get a shot. I'd like Sunday night I could go or preview night I could go, but never the whole shot. Yeah, but you should, you have to buy it. You have to buy it, and then that way the next year you get the pre-registration sale. So yeah, fuck them. I'm just not that. In, I'm just not that into it. <laughs> that's what. That's how I got it. I got a Sunday night. I paid for it. At the time, you had to go pick it up. But obviously, I share the same name as my dad, so mm-hmm. he went and picked it up for me, and then. The next year, I got the pre-badge, and I got all f- all four days. And then, yeah, you're just more dedicated than I am. I think. Yeah, I, I just, I just, it's fun. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it's it. It's like the one time a year that it's just, it's just basically like a nerd Christmas. You know, <laughs> it's a week of nerd Christmas. Are you going to cosplay this year? I thought about it, like some subtle ones, no costumes or anything. Because I know that there's some fucking crazy shit that goes down at Comic-Con. There's like a whole cosplay, porno Lorno society there. I, I've heard those, but I've never seen it once. That's a good answer. It's a good answer. <laughs> <With a pregnant laughs> serious, wife, that's I'm a like, good answer. I've never seen this once. I don't know where this is coming from. I have from. no idea where they would ever <laughs> be located. But you walk around and you see models dressed as, you know, Laura Croft from Tomb Raider. And you're like, don't Yeah, there's shit. definitely professional models there. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, most of those Guys people, are really creepy. This guy last year was carrying around a gigantic crayon. And he wanted this anime cosplayer to hold it. 
and do things to it. She's just like, what? That's bold. He, oh, he had a whole bag of like props he wanted him to hold, and he would just take pictures of them. It was so this is the strangest thing I've ever that seen. Must work, you know that? <laughs> For you to bring the bag of props with you in a convention center and haul that shit around, it must fucking work. Well, he was. They were doing it. They, were, they looked. <laughs> they looked as confused as everybody else. But they were holding the crayon and licking it. And I was like, "Man, you, no, this is weird." Uh, well, we've been starting something new uh, on the show, and uh, unfortunately, Travis isn't here this week to do his part. So you'll be subbing. Uh, you have any recommendations? Movie, sh- television show, music, video game, anything new that uh, our listeners should try? Preacher, have you heard? Have you heard of this preacher? Well, I'm very show familiar with the comic. Yeah, good, good show. Have so, you seen it all? I have not seen the new show. It's on AMC. AMC. Seth Rogen's producing. Yeah. Basically, what is it? Okay, so, uh, it's this this uh, well, retired assassin. He moves back to his hometown to fulfill a uh, promise to his dad that he become you know. He would save his town by becoming the town preacher. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's struggling with it. He's, he actually kind of sucks at being a preacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's struggling with, you know, leaving his old life and and becoming this, you know, this, this figure that will save his town and fulfill his promise. But then this, uh, I don't know if it's an alien. Maybe it's Here we go. a creature from space mm-hmm. or... From heaven. I think it's from heaven. I haven't gotten that far heaven, in the show. space, whatever. Right. It comes down and goes, it, it's been going around. So like during the show, it shows this creature going around to different uh, uh, churches, mm-hmm. like different churches and different religions going in and out of the, you know, like the pastor or the rabbi goes into them and I, and then it explodes. That person explodes, but then it goes into this guy and it doesn't, it just stays. And becomes part of him. So now he has, he becomes, it gives him a power wherever he speaks, people, they'll listen to what he has to say, literally. So it's pretty cool. So he can implant his, he can impart his will onto people yeah, so because he, of this. He's a preacher, you know, he's saying the gospel. Mm-hmm. So what he says, people listen to. And take it very seriously. And that's what the show is. Yeah. About. And yeah. And then there's these angels trying to get it back, trying to get whatever escaped heaven back. It's amazing that the comic book was successful because usually comic books with religious, you know, overtones yeah. don't usually make Well, it. when you take religion and make it a little more scarier, people. <laughs> All right. So The Preacher on EMC, what night? Sunday nights. Sunday nights. Yeah. I recommend it. It's cool. It's cool right cast. I, uh, I'm going to bring, again, something back from the past, a movie called Manhunter. Are you familiar with it? Vaguely. All right, well, it released on Blu-ray last week, and I think it's like, I don't know, fourteen ninety-nine or nineteen ninety-nine. but uh, it is the original Michael Mann movie about Hannibal Lecter hmm. and the whole story. So you start off, it brings in the newspaper, The Tattler and whatnot, and William H. Macy's in it. Okay. Uh, the, the cat from, uh, you know, he did CSIs, he did a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, right. Uh, the Manhunter that you're familiar with in Manhunter is not the uh, the Anthony Hopkins character. It's a little more real, or um, no, it's just a different actor. Darker. It's a, it's a it's William Peterson. I'm sorry, William Peterson is the uh, the lead detective in Manhunter. And um, let's see if I'm right here. 
Just doing a little IMDB research <laughs> to make sure that I'm right here. Uh, da, da, da. He was played by, yes, William Peterson Manhunter. Uh, if you're a Michael Mann fan, uh, he did Miami Vice. Okay. He did Collateral. Okay. He sort of got a real dark tone to all of his shows. And William Peterson is basically hunting a psychopath who methodically breaks into people's homes and kills the entire family. Jesus. And this so you're bringing person, up a happy. happy. This person <laughs> is communicating with Hannibal Lecter about how to be a better oh, serial okay. killer and how to follow him. And William H. K. Macy, or William Peterson's character is hunting him. Hmm. Now, it's a little older show, but it's, it's worth your bucks, man. It's a good movie. Okay. So that's my recommendation for this week. That's called Manhunter. Again, Blu-ray, Best Buy, cheap. And Scott's yours is Preacher on AMC. Oh, yeah. We're uh, reaching our hour point, and we're trying to make our shows a little shorter. So, Scott, thank you. Thanks for having me. It was was a good time. Yep. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com, where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple, you could just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com. Hey man, what the hell is all this? Back in the mid-1950s, the government started a little underfunded agency with the simple and laughable purpose of establishing contact with the race none of this planet. You look directly at the end of this device. We'll administer the eye test. Everybody thought the agency was a joke, except the aliens who made contact March 2, 1961, outside New York. There were nine of us the first night. Seven agents, one astronomer, and one dumb kid who got lost on the wrong back road. Oh, you brought that tall man some flowers. This way. They were a group of intergalactic refugees. Wanted to use the Earth as an apolitical zone for creatures without a planet. Did you ever see the movie Casablanca? Same thing, except no Nazis. Oh. We agreed, and we concealed all the evidence of their landing. Uh-huh. So these are real flying saucers, and the World's Fair was just a cover-up for their landing. Why else would we hold it in Queens? More non-humans arrive every year, and they live among us in secret. Uh, look, I'm sorry, not to change the subject or anything, but when was the last time you had a CAT scan? About six months ago. It's company policy. Right, you should make another appointment. Uh, look, tell your boy Zed I had an absolutely wonderful time, and thank you for everything, but uh, why don't you show me the door?